0: This is the Beyond the Profi podcast, the podcast that empowers you and inspires you to seek career excellence while pursuing your passion. And I'm your host, Jasmine Haley. family. This Beyond the Profi podcast episode is brought to you in part through a sponsorship from Young Dental. This episode's featured product is the Delish 5% Sodium Fluoride Varnish. It's smooth and translucent. There's no stringiness or clumping that makes it difficult when you're trying to provide a fluoride varnish treatment. It comes in four delicious flavors, vanilla cupcake, green apple, fresh melon, and spearmint surprise. It's gluten-free and it's pre-mixed. And I absolutely love the green apple flavor. My children and I tried it for the first time last year and we absolutely loved it. It's kid approved. To find out more about this product, visit them at www.youngdental.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beyond the Profi podcast. My for this episode is Sonia
1: Dunbar. I don't
0: know why I said Sonia instead
1: of Sonia. Because uh, you're from up north. <laughs> <laughs> people up north say Sonia, people down south say Sonia.
0: So. Yes, but I'm, I'm telling you, I met this dynamic woman and for the first time, not the first time I spoke to her, but the first time I met her and her energy is absolutely amazing. She is a geriatric tooth fairy. Um, She's an author, she's a speaker, and I cannot wait for you to hear this incredible woman's experience. So welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you so much for all the kind things you said to me about me, and you, you know yourself that from the beginning, when I spoke with you years ago, you were like, when I seen you, I was like, wow, if she's doing it, I can do it. If she, you know, so you've been a, a inspiration to me and I'm sure many other women, as I've spoken to many people who know you, cause dentistry is small. Everyone says great things about you. If they don't, I'm gonna get with them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'll at that. <laughs> oh man. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I first want to talk about is your book, because okay. you you gifted that to me, which I am first of all very very thankful that you did. I was so touched by the stories you shared, mm-hmm. because you work with a population that is often forgotten. Well, it mm-hmm. is forgotten, mm-hmm. and it, it takes a special kind of person and energy and a why um, to work in difficult circumstances like that, and even to experience some of the things that you discussed. So tell us a little bit about why you do
1: what you do and why you actually wrote The Golden Nuggets. Yes, The Golden Nuggets for Life. I wrote that book because, of course, I work with in long-term care facilities, and I felt that a lot of their stories were dying with them. And in nursing homes, it's just a wealth of wisdom, a wealth of stories, and a wealth of life experiences that that I feel that a lot of people are missing out on. So I just shared a few of them. I think it was maybe 18 stories in the book. My favorite book is Chicken Soup for the Soul, because I like to read short stories. So my book was kind of written like that, just short stories that that people share with me. So that's what really started and motivated the book, because I've been working in long-term care, for 15 years. I've been a hygienist 30 years, um, but I've been working in long-term care for 15 years. And just all those stories just kept bubbling in me and I just couldn't let that go to the grave with those people. Most everyone in that book is expired. So they shared those things with me and I just wanted to be their voice. You know, I just wanted someone else to hear them. I just don't want them to be forgotten. So many people are placed in nursing homes and they're forgotten. And it's just, a, it was a passion for me. So that's the, that's the reason behind the book. I loved
0: it. It was a lot of stories that I had to reread, like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if I would have handled it with such class. I mean, you really understood. You really see the full picture of things mm-hmm. dealing with that. So what led you to working into long-term care?
1: Well, um, being a hygienist for 30 years, I've worked in almost every facet of hygiene, from teaching to military base to pedo and perio, everything that that a hygienist probably could do, public health, I've done. So for the last 15 years, I started with a big company as their hygienist, and then I moved out of the a, a big company working in nursing homes then i moved out of the clinical part into the management part and i was quickly um elevated to uh, vice president of marketing interim. and i learned a lot about that but i wasn't hands on then but that's what started me in long-term care but the big thing was it was years ago my grandmother lived in a nursing home She, i'm sorry i don't know where this is going off my grandmother lived in a nursing home and she um Sorry about that. I thought I turned it
0: off. It's
1: okay. And my grandmother lived in a nursing home, and she she used to live with me, and it bothered me that I had to put her in a nursing home, but I couldn't take care of her because she had diabetes, congestive heart failure, just an array of sicknesses, and one leg, and she smoked. Mm. She was in a nursing home. She had an upper denture, lower teeth, and I would go every day to see her, one, because I felt guilty because she had to be in a nursing home, and she practically raised me um so i would go every day to clean her teeth and make sure she was okay i would take her dentures out and clean her lower teeth she would always beg me for cigarettes but i wouldn't this is my book i would never give her any so long story short i started cleaning her roommates teeth and the people teeth next door and then people down the hall Mm. they needed their teeth clean i was brushing them and i was finding myself buying all these toothbrushes from the dollar store taking care of every one tooth on that whole wing so I couldn't find my grandmother. Come to find out, she was telling people her granddaughter would clean their teeth if they gave her cigarettes. So she was outside smoking cigarettes, and I was in there (laughs) cleaning people's teeth. So, but eventually my grandmother expired, but that let me know it was a need in long-term care facilities for oral care, because that many people weren't getting their teeth taken care of. Not that I'm knocking the nursing home staff, because that's a job that's, that i i I wouldn't want to do but they're overwhelmed and they're underpaid and if someone's fighting you because they have dementia or if they're contracted or if you have a if you have a lot of people and people are rushing you to get them dressed because they have appointments you may skip toothbrushing. that may not be the first thing you do but that can cause you know what damage that can cause the people have pneumonia it causes a lot of other sicknesses so that's where my passion started from with my grandmother
0: Wow. That's so awesome. But the thing is, is that you didn't stop there. Cause I think what, what I want the listeners to understand when I first, when I heard your full story, I was like, Oh, this is a boss, like (laughs) a queen, like, wow. Amazing. With just taking how you've kind of grown in long-term care facility. Yes. Yes. Your own. So how did you get to that point? Like, what would you recommend, especially for listeners who are feeling like, you know, I have a calling, I have a passion. You know, how do I get to be a geriatric tooth fairy? How can I, or not just specifically for you, but their own version of whatever their goals are. Why, what made you reach that?
1: Well, what made me reach that is because it was a passion for me. I knew what I enjoyed doing. Um, One of my greatest quotes was from Martin Luther King, where he said, not everyone could be, famous, but everyone could be great because greatness comes from service. So my, when I'm in nursing homes and I'm serving people, it, it makes my heart happy. So I knew that that was my purpose. So, the, and that was my passion. And then it met with dental hygiene and that's, that's, that's how it all came together. Now it was, not easy. I've I've sacrificed a lot. I mean, I second mortgaged my home. But we do have a mobile dental company with with our team built with dentists. We have dentists employed. We're in two states. We're in many nursing homes. So we provide full dental care for the nursing home. Dentures, extractions, partials, um, cleanings, everything right on site. We bring everything into the nursing home. And hygienists will call me and they'll say, well, tell me what you do. How do you do that? And it's not that easy. I mean, we have lawyers and contracts, and I mean, I was with some girlfriends over Labor Day weekend, and they was like, oh my God, they're administrators. And they were like, Sonia, we wanna, we wanna, um, I wanna be an entrepreneur like you. I said, why, why do you wanna be an entrepreneur? So I have to work hard. I said, baby, keep getting your check. If you think <laughs> being an entrepreneur don't mean working hard, stay on your job. Because if I don't work, I don't eat. So when you are sleeping, when you're sleeping, we up doing payroll, we're up doing invoices. I'm up ordering supplies, figuring out where this is gonna come from. So if you think it's easy, stay on your day job. Because this is, it's not easy, it's, it's, it's not. But it's the drive in me, the drive wakes me up in the morning. Because like, I live in Florida. I have buildings way in Georgia. I drive up to four hours some days, and still have to come home that night because I have to go somewhere in Florida. So it's, it's not easy. But if it's your passion, if your heart's in it, then it'll work for you. Does yes. that resonate with you? Oh my goodness, does it? I'm yes. just saying because. So did I yes. answer your question? So that's what yes. made me a geriatric tooth fairy because I believe that people are once an adult and twice a child. And in the nursing homes, the people are not the happiest people, they're on antidepressants. I come in bright colors, always with a smile, no matter what's going on with me, they don't need to have a disappointing day a bright colors, a smile and a positive attitude. And and I just want to make them happy. So that's why I adopted that. And when I leave there, if they can't smile, they're smiling. That's my goal and my staff has the same purpose. You have to leave people happy. If you can't do that, you're in the wrong job. You're in the wrong area. You can't be on my team. You know, so that's how we got there. That's how we got there and that's how my heart is. So I if, if there's hygienists who want to do this, you know, start doing your research in your state. Um and just, just get you some money, because you have to have that. You know, you have to have some money, because you you know, it's a lot involved in that. So I don't mind telling people, they can reach out to me, but it's a lot involved in that, yes.
0: And you have to have a larger why, and your why is bigger than all of that extra work that comes along with it. Absolutely. Because i tell you, when you get in the nitty gritty of business, and, you are going through the day-to-day, it's lonely. It can be lonely, especially if you're a solopreneur, but there's some days that you just want to hang it up. And if you didn't really have a a clear vision or mission or what it is that you're trying to accomplish and have something bigger than yourself, you're not going to last. And I think that's a whole misconception for a lot of the hygienists right now who just feel so... Burned out from, from our profession, not realizing that sometimes the answer isn't entrepreneurship. It could be for those that want to do more, but maybe perhaps they need to refocus and w- work on their mindset, find a different area of service. Like you mentioned, yeah. you did all different types.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And oh. be afraid to move and change. And you know what, Jasmine, I want to insert this. For six years, I left hygiene completely. I kept my license active. But when my children were younger, because my children are like nine months apart, so they were like one, two, and three at one time. I was a military wife. And so every time the ship came back in, I got a baby. So, um, but I did daycares. I opened up daycare centers and I had seven daycares and even one school that went up to seventh grade. So I did that for about six years until my kids got old enough. I totally left hygiene and I had daycares called Little Chouple Learning Center all over Jacksonville, Florida. And I had a a school that went up to seventh grade and it was amazing. So that was a little break I took so I could be with my children during that time because I was getting a little burnout doing the same thing. But I love hygiene and I went back to it once my kids got older. But I've always had an entrepreneur spirit. So you have to have that sacrifice in you to me to want to do that. Because like you said, I am solopreneur. I, I don't know exactly what that is, but I've lost a lot of friends in this journey because friends who have regular jobs, they work regular hours. I work Saturdays and we just start working on Sundays, my husband and I, but we work Saturdays and weekends and we can't take the trips when my friends are off. I can't be with them. So I had to get a whole group of, people that I hang out with and I haven't found them yet. So I'm really by myself a lot of times, unless it's a few close, close friends, but you have to adjust your whole lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? If you're going going deep and I'm going, I'm in this deep, you know, I have the Geriatric Tooth Fairy, which is separate from Mobile Dental Express. The Geriatric Tooth Fairy, she speaks um, with you. I'm hooking up, I'm gonna be doing some online classes. Um, She does a lot of things. She does speaking engagements. She's going to be doing online classes, trainings, and different things like that. But then I have the mobile dental company that goes into the nursing home. So I'm really stretched out here. I'm stretching myself.
0: Yeah. And, and it's like that for most women. I've seriously, I was just talking about this today <laughs> about how we're like juggling all these plates. Like we've got ourselves personally, like you have Sonia, I have Jasmine, then we have ourselves as spouses and as a parent. Then we're holding, and then when you have a business, there's multiple layers to that business. Whoa. Yes. And it's like, it is, it is, it can be challenging. And so when I say like solopreneur, yes, I do have, for me personally, I do have virtual assistants that I kind of, that I, um, that I contract out for certain things to help. Good. 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 Really. It's just me. I can go like, you know, Hey, what you think about this? You know, it's not right. Okay. I got it. And so for most people who are working that, that way or building something, it can get, it can get lonely. And I really appreciate you being so transparent. It does change things. And many people don't understand when they are working um, and getting a check every two weeks. You can't think that way as an entrepreneur, No relying on yourself for bringing that income in absolutely no joke and so it almost made me realize too after doing um this you know for two and a half years i'm still a baby in it um but it just made me have appreciation for the dentists out there who are clinicians and business owners and every other dynamic that they have to consider and made me sympathize with them more absolutely
1: I absolutely i didn't understand, I didn't understand. <laughs> I know.
0: I didn't understand. Girl. And I'm like, man, wow.
1: So now you we understand why, they, why they're stressing like they, like they do when we we're working with them clinically. So yes, yeah, I understand. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So Geriatric Tooth Fairy, tell me, you know, you're, you are a speaker, first of all, yes. dynamic. I love your energy. Thank you. So what made you go that route? Like, what, what is your mission as far as reaching people in that way?
1: Yes, the Geriatric Tooth Fairy took on wings of her own, and I consider myself like an elderly person ambassador. I feel that my mouth is big enough, and my energy is strong enough, and my passion and love is passionate and deep enough that I can be that voice for them, to uh, one of the voices for them, because there are a lot of people out there doing this, but one of the voices of them to say, hey, there's a problem here. We need to get in these people mouths. We cannot forget them. And being a clinician, I feel that's part of my duty since I've been given this pasture from God. So I'm just being obedient and allowing him to order my steps because I just feel just so overwhelmed. And let me just share this with you, Will Kip Jasmine. Um, Mid-July, I had major surgery and I didn't, when I went into the surgery, I didn't think I was gonna live and god bless me i came out of it for some reason or another but they had a hard time waking me up from anesthesia and i just my husband my daughter were there crying they didn't think i was going to come around but from that moment to this one i just I've, I've told God, if you wanted me to, you wanted me here because you didn't take me, so I don't even have a fear of falling anymore. I'm just all in. So I'm just screaming it from the mountaintop. I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not ashamed anymore. Everybody doesn't have to accept me. I'm just going to do what I'm told to do by my creator and who, the people who are p- to, supposed to accept me will and the people who won't, there's somebody else they're supposed to hear. But I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. So when I do die, I'll die empty. So. Yes. I'm gonna just I'm so full and I'm so overwhelmed about what I'm doing so the geriatric tooth fairy goal is to educate communicate and motivate the importance of elder elderly oral care and that's what I do and the dental field, outside of the dental field, I'm doing um, classes, teaching the, the in-services to the staff at nursing homes. I'm speaking to nursing home administrators at their meetings. I'm speaking in different conferences all over, and I'm so excited about it. And even the general public, even this month, we have um, Toothbrush Tuesday going. I, I made, being a geriatric tooth fairy, I made September <laughs> senior month. And every Tuesday in September, I'm on Facebook encouraging people to get, take, t- take toothbrushes to the nursing homes in their community. One that gets people into nursing homes in their community, because a lot of people don't even know the nursing home in their community. That's and they, they're, they're there. They're just hitting up in the cut. But they're in our communities, and a lot of people don't even know them. So a lot of people have inboxed me. Many people have been involved on Toothbrush Tuesdays, and I'm just excited. But I'm just I'm asking for guidance and which way to go from, from our creator on how he wants me to spread this, because that's my passion in life, and I love doing it. The Mobile Dental Express, that's how I eat. But this Gerard to Toothberry, this is why I wake up at 4 in the morning, and I'm excited, and I'm lying, and I'm going, and I'm thinking of ideas. It's my energy. It's my fuel. So yeah. I love it. I love
0: it. And I can feel your energy right now. I felt it when I first met you in person. Yay. I'm just like, you're incredible. You really Thank are. Thank you. Thank um, you. You know, there's something that really resonated with me that you just said? Because when my mom passed away, that was very, and I know i mentioned it several times, but every single person, no matter who you are, has some sort of monumental life experience that changes you. Okay. Yep. And, and that
1: was me. That was the loss of my mother. Okay. That's big. And,
0: and yes it is. And I never lost anyone that close. She was a single parent. And so it was wow. like the
1: whole world was like yes.
0: unexpected. And for most of my life, I felt like I've always lived for someone else. Mm. And my mom, my mom died with all of her goals and wishes never being accomplished. Wow. And so a lot of it was sacrificed to raise children
1: Absolutely,
0: and, and coming from very limited resources from the South where she grew up, not knowing which way to grow. Very highly intelligent woman. But it wasn't until losing her that it, that it just said that it clicked in my head and like, what the heck am I doing? Like, what am I doing? So I think when you mention that experience where you could have lost your life, and with many of your goals going along with you. This I don't know if you ever heard Les Brown. He says that the richest place on earth is a graveyard because Absolutely. of people's hopes and dreams. So what would yep. you say? What would be the thing that you would say to that person that feels like they have imposter syndrome. They feel like they, they, they can't do this. They're not adequate enough. They have it in their heart or that this is what they would like to do but they're letting fear keep them from accomplishing that. What would you say to
1: that person? I would tell them to be authentic with themselves. Just be 100% real with yourself. Hold your breath and jump. Because when you have fear, the only thing that you can only thing that can get you past fear is just doing it. If you have fear, the only thing that can really get you there because if you if you have fear and you keep holding on to it, that's, then procrastination is going to set in. So, and everybody has a little bit of fear. Even the bravest person, anything, they get on stage, even pastors, even Joe Osteen, he even said, I'm nervous when I come out here. So everyone has a little bit of fear. But the only thing I can tell you is just to do it, even if it's a little step a little step in the right direction. Even if you could just do a little bit, just start doing a little bit, but you're never going to do it if you don't start. I mean, that's the only thing I could tell you. If you're fearful, just do it. And you don't have to do it big, but just do it a little bit at a time, and it'll grow. What do you think about that, Jasmine?
0: I believe that's true. And you know what? I would have to also say that if you were laying on your deathbed and you had a chance to think about the life decision that you're trying to make, if you feel to your heart of hearts, deep within your soul, that you will regret not taking a step towards this goal, then the yep. answer is to take action. That's it. So that's it, you know? And that's why I, kind of, I left my full-time job. Wow. Because of negative experiences that were making me sick. And I said, you know what? I'm putting my faith in God and knowing that I'll find another way to provide but here, let me start this business and a little bit, a little bit, right. And use my God given abilities. And I just started blogging. And a lot of it was just instinct and not really, you know, just putting out there, you know? And so I um I hear a little one come in. Oh wow, they're
1: adorable. <laughs> they are so adorable.
0: Um, so BTP podcast, you already know I'm a mom genus That's right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs>
1: That's so precious.
0: (laughs) Thank you. A little one just walked in. All right, so let me ask you another question. This is your last question. What would you say is the best career advice you've ever been given?
1: Let me think about that. I've been given a, a lot of career advice. I would say the best career advice I've ever been given was, yeah, by my mentor, Dr. Polite. Um, when I left hygiene to go do the um, nurse, to do the dental, um, the, um, the daycares, you know, he told me, he said, Sonia, he said, Sonia, you're a very, you're a very bright hygienist. And, you know, because when I was with him, I went back to school to get my bachelor's. Then I went back for my master's. So I started, you know, he encouraged me to go back to school. And he told me, he said, never stop. And that's where I got the empty. He said, never stop doing what you want to do until you're empty. And, and that's, that was the best advice I think I've, I've ever received from, it was from my mentor. And I, and I believe that.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm so inspired by your journey. Um, please let, let the listeners know, like, how can they contact you? Cause first of all, if you ever get a chance to meet Sonia, you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to walk away. I'm telling you when I left, when I left from seeing you in Florida, I was thinking about you for days. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Thank you. Storyteller. I mean, you can't, you've made, you made the women that we were with, like you can hear a pin drop when you're telling a story. Wow. Whether it's, whether it's reaching the heart or making you laugh, you've got such a wonderful God given gift that you have. So Thank tell you. people how they can contact you to find out more where your website is. All
1: yeah. that stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, Geriatric Tooth Fairy at 800mdx.com. That is my Geriatric Tooth Fairy email. um, Geriatric Tooth Fairy at 800mdx.com. My business email is pa at 800mdx.com. So either one of those they can go to, or my website, geriatrictoothfairy.com. They can go to that and mobile general express.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: You also have a a Facebook page, right? Yep. A Facebook. I have a Jerick Tooth Fairy Facebook and Sonia Dunbar Facebook page as well.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, I was supposed to be taking notes. I got no notes taken because I was (laughs) I was was so excited.
1: Um, Thank you, Jasmine, for having me. This is just I feel really good. I really appreciate this. I feel humbled and honored. I really appreciate it.
0: Listen, the, it's it's my honor. It really is to have you on here. I appreciate you, Sonia.
1: Thank you so much, and we'll be in touch.
0: All right, sounds good. Bye. ABTP family, thanks for joining the show. Face it, as dental professionals, we're planners. We need every detail before we make a decision. And one of the hardest decisions we've ever had to make was actually taking the time to consider how we were going to obtain our dental licensure. Well. Have you gotten to the point where you feel like, what's next? What else can I do with my degree? Well, I have a free webinar on my site, which is www.beyondtheprofi.com. If you go to the events tab and scroll down under live CE webinars, you'll see a course entitled, what in the world can I do with my dental hygiene degree? We're going to cover three things. You're going to learn how to identify your skills and reflect on your experience to leverage for future opportunities cultivate your innate abilities for career opportunities and apply transferable skills for future opportunities. Please check it out. It's an awesome way that you can learn from home. It's for free. You do it on your own time. Let us know what you think about it. We hope that we continue to serve you with excellence and we'll see you next time.